Hi everyone and welcome to Superwoman Wellness. I'm Dr. Taz. I've made it my mission throughout my career in integrative medicine to support women in restoring their health using a blend of Eastern medical wisdom with modern science. In this show, I will guide you through different practices to find your power type and fully embody the healthiest and most passionate version of you. I'm here for you and I can't wait to get started. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome back everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Superwoman Wellness where you know I am determined to bring you back to your superpowered self. Well, it's hard to be superpowered when your family's in trouble, right? We're only as happy as our happiest child and so many other sayings that fit right in there. Well, joining me today are two renowned experts to help us navigate the world of addiction and recovery and healing your family. Today, I've got both Jeff and Deborah Jay. Jeff, I'm going to break it up, guys, and let them learn a little bit about each of you. So Jeff is a professional interventionist, an educator, and an author. He has been working full-time in the field of substance abuse treatment since 1986, including work for the Hazelden Foundation. He's a graduate of the University of Minnesota and is a certified intervention professional. He's appeared on numerous TV shows, including CNN, PBS, and The Jane Polly Show. More accolades there, but let's talk about Deborah for a second. Deborah is also a noted author, speaker, and trainer for addiction professionals. She was a guest lecturer for Wayne State University graduate studies on addiction for 14 years and has served as board member for Brighton Hospital, St. John Providence Health System, and Dawn Farm. She was the addiction expert on the Oprah Winfrey Show for three seasons and has appeared on the Dr. Oz Show. She's a graduate of Ohio State and the Hazelden Addiction professionals training program. Welcome to the show, both of you. What a powerhouse when it comes to this particular issue, right? So what even led you down this road? And we're going to get into what families need to be thinking about. Jeff, you want to start us right. out? Well, what <laughs> led us down the road is we were both working as counselors and we really wanted to make more of a difference. And, and way back when intervention was not well known, and we really helped to frankly, kind of pioneer that field uh, starting about 25 years ago. But what families need to know is that um, they don't have to wait for their loved one to hit rock bottom or to think that treatment is a good idea. Fam there's a lot that families can do to move the process along. And of course, we're in this field to begin with because of our own personal stories, Dr. Taz. Yeah. So um, Jeff might share a little bit about that. Um, but for me, I'm the family side of it. You know, so my father was an alcoholic and he was one of those alcoholics they called high functioning, yeah. which I always say they function great out in the world. They're right. beloved people, great careers, but they don't function so, so well at home. And so I became so passionate to work in this field um, when I myself went through a family program and then got into Al-Anon and I realized, oh, there's so much that families can do. Um, and, and I met Jeff when he was nine years sober from his own addiction. Yeah, I was actually, um, I am an addict in long-term recovery. Uh, in 1981, my family did an intervention that got me into treatment and I was in very bad shape. I mean, I was sleeping under bushes in the city parks and I still did not think I had an alcohol or drug problem. And I'd been a national merit scholar and all kinds of things, but I couldn't function anymore. And it had really taken possession of my mind. And so I'm a big believer in intervention because intervention saved my life. And um, I wouldn't be here otherwise. 
And I think it's important for people to know Jeff was only 26 years old. He was so young. And, um, but it was such good fortune that his family took action then because he still had his whole life ahead of him. So often people will say, is there one time that's better than another? And I think the earlier you can help somebody, the better. So they don't have to continue with a life that is falling apart until they're 40 or 50. But at any age, people can recover. I love that message. I think it's so important, especially I see so many families struggling today, trying to bring somebody you know, out of their addiction, trying to find a solution for it. And, and it can render you hopeless for sure. You know, I, and I feel, I definitely feel for those families. Now you guys, you know, not to brag on you a little bit, but you've had like 20 years of experience in the addiction field. Your first book you said was Love First and you have a new book out. Uh, what, what's the name of the new book? So the new, the new book is actually the new third edition of Love First okay, that released today. And then the companion book, It Takes a Family, um, which the two books now, one leads into the other. So I think something that is a little bit different um, and it'll resonate with families, I think, is that we used to always talk about intervention teams and that's a really finite job a family does working with an interventionist. Maybe two weeks time, they do the intervention and then the team disperses. Mm -hmm. So what we're really talking about now, Dr. Taz, is that families need to start out being family recovery teams. Mm -hmm. And the first thing they do is intervention because they really have been taught for a long time. Step aside, you know, they've been called dysfunctional. And I want to say doing the work we do. These families are not dysfunctional when they are given something meaningful to do. In fact, families are the opportunity. And so when we give them something that is doable, it's meaningful, and it gets results, they will blow your minds every time. And we have a lot of years of experience to back that up. Sure. And I was going to say, like, I actually had this thought this morning when I was doing my own writing and my own sort of meditative work that people heal in a family situation, right? Many of our like demons and our problems and our strengths are all familial based, right? So why would we take the family out of this equation when we're dealing with something like addiction? Now, one of the things I'm super curious about and I'm sure people watching are is how has the landscape of addiction changed over 20 years, right? It used to be alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. That's right. Like there's so many other forms of addiction nowadays, many of which a family would miss. So help us like discern what addiction looks like, what should we be thinking about, and when is it time to step in and really make that call and and really get everybody together? That is such a good question. And it is difficult sometimes, especially for process addictions like gambling addiction or sex addiction, people might not recognize it right away. Alcohol is still the number one killer, but you're right, the landscape is just filled with all kinds of substances and what we call process addictions. Um, There's an easy way or at least a a simpler way to figure out if it's a problem. And I think it boils down to, is the person experiencing repeated negative consequences as a result of their use or addiction or process? And are they continuing to just go straight ahead anyway? Hmm. You know, a, a normal person will kind of, a quote unquote, normal person will kind of stop and take stock and try to make some changes and so on and so forth. 
Whereas the addicted person will normally become defensive. They'll start blaming other people for what they are doing. And if you've ever tried to talk to an alcoholic, you'll find out in about one minute that they don't have a problem. You're the problem. <laughs> and they turn the tables on you. And that is uh, actually a symptom of the illness. Well, and I think too, it's important that people get drugs from different um, places than they used to. You know, the kind of the idea of the drug pusher is yeah. pretty quaint today. And so a lot of the drugs are prescription drugs, right. you know, from well-meaning physicians and you're a physician yeah. and you know what happened when they opened up the, um, you know, they, they opened up the gates to all the opiates right. back in the nineties and nobody would have, I will tell you when I worked for Hazelden, so when I worked for Hazelden, the whole time I was there, I worked with three opiate addicts. Mm. That was it. Now it's probably like the entire everything. It's just yeah. what you said. It was the alcoholic or alcoholics that were also doing other drugs typically, you know, on the side. But the opiate addiction, as we know, has just swamped this country. And but what you're saying, I love what you said about families, because we all know we're losing this war. I mean, we're spending huge amounts of money, the government, all the treatment centers. We are we're not solving the problem with everything we do. And we have to get back to a simpler place where we're we're creating a solution for families because families need to know however your beloved alcoholic or addict is acting outwardly toward you. Inside, they still really care about you. Their true person loves you. They yeah. still want to be part of the family. And that's going to, that's key. And that's what it takes a family is all about. And it's, it's a very much an action plan and it's positive brain. It's not like, oh, let's dig into the past and let's talk about all the problems right. and the negative stuff. And I think you understand that very well. No, we've lived through that enough. Yeah. Let's move into positive brain. And then things start changing fast. They start changing fast. It doesn't mean treatment isn't important. It doesn't mean 12-step recovery isn't important, but we need to insert the family in a really meaningful way. And we've seen this now. We've been doing this since um, 2012. Uh, it's it's mind-blowing how quickly um, people change. And what she's talking about there is the process of structured family recovery. That's the other book that's new for 2021. This is Deborah's book in her own right. It takes a family. The book yeah. is called It Takes a Family. It introduces something called structured family recovery, which is a game changer. So I, I definitely want to get into that a little bit more because I have these visions in my head. Like you, you bring the family in, but they each have their own demons, right? Like they each may not have that positive brain or sometimes in a crisis, different family members put themselves, you're not doing that right. You're not doing, you know, like it's because of you that that blah, blah, blah. You know, so how, you know, I'm curious to uh, a couple, lots of questions. So first, how does an intervention, an effective family intervention work? How do you help the family stay on point, right? This is not about turning guns on each other. This is about right. like, okay, we've got to come together. We've got an issue. Like, what is your advice to folks in those situations? So important. Such a great question. Whether they're working with a professional interventionist or they're just following the directions that they read and love first, you always, they'll be directed. You've got to have a laser focus on what you're trying to accomplish. You're trying to get your beloved addict, let's say Jeff, into treatment. And so, yes, every family has all kinds of other issues. That's not what we're talking about. It's an actual process 
like baking a cake, if you will. And we're not going to get into every other problem that there might be with the dishwasher in the kitchen. We're baking right. a cake now. And, um, and so whether you're working with a professional or doing the book, we always have a laser focus and there are very specific directions. There's a very specific process that people go through. And by writing down what they're going to say in advance, people are, are helped to curtail what they're going to talk about and keep focused on what they need to uh, accomplish. So I want to say, because that was really a brilliant question, um, with both with intervention, Love Hurts Intervention, and with Structured Family Recovery, we have this process. You know how um, um, if an animal is very nervous, you know, if you kind of you know, have something tight around them, they calm down. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit like that. There's this definite process. So for structured family recovery, the book has a whole year of weekly meetings and people do it on um, conference calls. So they can be anywhere in the country. I worked with one family, three people were in Paris. One was in Brazil, London, and Costa Rica. They can be anywhere. Mm -hmm. But the meetings, it's all positive brain, moving us forward into recovery, not looking back into the nightmare of addiction and doing just what you said, you know, having pointing fingers, bringing up old hurts and resentments. It's the opposite. And um, because it's this process takes you there, it doesn't give people room to go in all these other directions. Yeah. So it's not like family therapy. Therapy, we're usually not talking about the best things in our life, right? right? And it's not that that's not important, but in this, it's all positive brain. And the, it's a year long and it's very, can I just show you yeah. what yeah, it looks like? We're shifting so like, from one first to it takes, <laughs> it a, takes family. a family. Got it, okay. So in the back of the book, like this is week 11. Yeah. And oh, yeah. This, this is the whole meeting right. and people just go crazy for it. And the really interesting thing is the alcoholics and addicts love it. Everyone is learning to trust each other again. It's moving everyone forward in the recovery process. It supports the 12 step recovery process. And what's really surprised us, I think the most is that when families do it, they do not want to stop. So we have families who've been doing this for two, three, four years now. Mm. Um, and I think it's because it's bringing everybody back together in such a loving, positive way, but it's so meaningful and everybody is so interested in what everybody has to say. It's hard to describe it in a short amount of time. And, and, it, and you know, it's a lot about people need this structure, but they also need either the expert in the book or the expert in person, yeah. Yeah. like in a, for a completely different thing, a family member may have been telling someone you need to watch your diet, you need to lose weight, but they won't really do anything until they come and talk to you as their physician. And right. you'll say, you need to do this. And they're like, oh, the doctor right. told me this now. Now <laughs> I do. I live that one at home. But you know, uh, what was it? my daughter and my husband, I don't know which one, texted me an article recently. And remember, I wrote the 21 Day Belly Fix and all these other books. Yes. So, Forget the fact that I have the practice. So they texted me recently that, oh my gosh, did you know probiotics can affect your mental health? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I am an animal. <laughs> You're like, hello. <laughs> really? How fascinating. Yes. Anyhow, not to derail you guys, but right, yeah. No, but exactly. And um, 
But yeah, it's it's a very cool thing. And I'll, I'll tell you just one other case just to show you the power of this. And it's so darn simple. I just think to myself, how did no one ever think of this? In fact, you'll appreciate this being a physician. Before the pandemic, when I would be speaking at conferences with professionals, I would always have nurses and diabetics come up to me afterward and said, and to say to me, when are you going to do this for diabetics, like type two diabetes, mm. um, because of the power of um, propelling everybody forward in recovery and staying the course and loving it. I mean, mm -hmm. not like begrudgingly, you know, yeah. loving the whole process. Instead of just the identified patient, that's the uh, downfall. That's the whole thing. You know, the identified patient now feels like an equal with a family mm -hmm. and they're moving together forward. And they enjoy it so much. Oh, I know what I was going to tell you. So the interesting thing is it doesn't matter how bad, you know, um, the shape of the family is. So there's one family we're working with now. Mom and dad were in a War of the Roses. Remember that movie? Divorce. Yeah. And their son went into treatment. And this was recommended to them. So oftentimes treatment professionals would try to keep these family members apart because right. the divorce was horrific. And instead mom and dad, the addicted son and the other siblings all joined the team. And through this divorce, through the whole second year of this divorce, no, through the whole third year of this divorce, they were doing structured family recovery. And when they finished the year, instead of mom and dad saying, we did our part, we're going our separate ways, they said, we've got to do another year. Oh, <laughs> so now wow. mom and dad's divorce is finalized and they're continuing to do this. That's amazing. So you, isn't that amazing? Yeah. And it's this meaningful but positive experience that people have and they don't want to let go of it. Even when the family was so broken, one of the sons said, this has helped our whole family going through this divorce, not yeah. just my brother's addiction. Yeah, I think yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. So, you know, if someone wants to begin this process, they can start with the book for sure, right? That's a good starting point for them. Perfect. And then we also talked about how early to start. You, you guys make a statement about not hitting rock bottom. You know, when you're seeing those repetitive behaviors, those repetitive negative behaviors, is that the time to begin? Is that the time to pull everyone together? Like when are you being overly dramatic and when are you being appropriate? And what happens when someone refuses treatment or relapses? What happens then? The thing that's really important um, that you're bringing up is uh, we, when we love somebody and things are going wrong in their life, usually addiction is the last thing we think about. We come yeah. up with a lot of different excuses. By the time we're realizing, oh my goodness, this is addiction. Things are bad at that point. Mm -hmm. And you want to move as quickly as possible. The old, um, the old uh, advice of hitting bottom, which actually is still given to families all the yeah. time. Yeah. First of all, you don't know if there's going to be a bounce to that bottom. That bottom might be prison. That bottom might be death. That bottom might be just destruction of your family, divorce, loss of jobs. But the other thing nobody talks about, Dr. Taz, is when that beloved alcoholic or addict hits bottom, the whole family hits bottom with them, yep. including the smallest child, right? And that's just not acceptable. We have to raise that bottom to today. Right. And um, a really well-designed intervention is going to prepare for every eventuality. Um, with Love First, Jeff will talk and, about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what I was going to say is that if people are thinking there might be a problem, it's worth getting a consultation with a professional or at least 
learning more. The family, we, talk to a professional. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you don't want to try to make this thing up out of thin air. No. Yeah. Uh, just like any other medical problem, you want to seek right. some good advice or at a minimum, uh, be very careful about what you look at on the internet. It yeah. is so loaded with ads. <laughs> There's so much bad information yeah. out there. Yeah. We have a tremendous amount of free information on our website. People can can do the whole intervention process without, you know, uh, anyway, it's all there yeah. at lovefirst.net. Yeah. And tons of free, yeah. tons of free stuff, podcasts. Hours and hours of With the best minds in our field from <laughs> all, all over free. the country. There's what we call snap trainings or little tiny mini podcasts that, that take them through everything. Everything is free and um, we do it because... It's a scary world on the internet, yeah. as you know, mm -hmm. um, that you can get a lot of bad information and kitchen table solutions, families spin their wheels for a long time. And we don't recommend that either. Yeah, I think that's so important because I feel like so many people wait and, you know, and I will say this, I think this is the point that I want to make to everybody listening is that intuitive brain, that gut brain, that's sort of going off, something's not right, something's wrong, something doesn't add up. I would trust that because when you're in a family situation, I think I think you know the people that you're with and when you can usually sense before you know sometimes, I would trust that and then follow that through and really get those people help before they make decisions that really blow things up and and affect everybody else in the family for sure. It's so true. If and if they talk, if they get a consultation with a, a good professional, they'll be able to go through the history and the and the professional will hear things in a way. I mean, as you would, you know, right. as a physician, you'll hear things in a way that they don't, and right. you'll put things together quickly that they would never put together. And, and, and it makes all the difference. And you know, it's so often it's not just the family against the addict. All the family members have a different idea of what the right approach is. Oh, yeah. So pretty soon, family member against family member. And so part of the early process is, and it's really an art working with a really experienced interventionist who knows how to bring that whole family team together, move them out of their anger into empathy. Not that anger is not normal, but it's not helpful in an intervention. And there's a real art to that, Dr. Taz. I mean, yeah. You know, because you can have family members that are so fed up and so angry and so hurt and they're mad at each other. Right. And when you bring that family together, watch out. I mean, then things happen. Things happen. Yeah. I think that's such hopeful, optimistic, uh, so much of a more positive way to deal with some of these situations for sure. So I love the work you're doing. The other thought I had too, as you guys were speaking, and this might be me just being naive, I bet a lot of people out there don't realize that you can hire and look for a professional interventionist, right? Like many yeah. people, I think you're right. Or addiction program, or like all those types of things, but they don't realize that you can actually look for a professional to come in and help the family kind of come together on this issue. So I think that's an important point as well. They always think they have to send their addict somewhere or you know, uh, cart them off to, you know, some, some program somewhere, but that's not necessarily true. You can, you can, you can, um, and I'll tell you one place where you can get good recommendations for really ethical clinical interventionists is really, really good treatment centers. Mm -hmm. They will often have lists like the Betty Ford center would or Hazelden or 
Karen or those kind of treatment centers that have been around forever and have impeccable reputations, people can call them. They don't realize that too, just to get advice. We don't know what to do. Can you give us some first step advice? And the people that answer the phone are very capable and happy to do that for families. What you don't want to do is like Google intervention and then start clicking on the first <laughs> right. ads. Like the first five links are all ads. They're all bad. And, yeah. and frankly, most of the time they're they're being paid to, you know, funnel people to a certain treatment center. And right. it's it's a nightmare out there. Yeah. yeah. So you want to go get to the most ethical places and know that these people who work there, they're passionate about this. They're passionate about the family, the addict, the alcoholic, and they will give you good advice. Good starting. I advice. love it. I love it. Well, the book is Love First, the third yes. edition. Also, it yes. takes family companion yep. to the book as well. If people want more information, it sounds like they need to go to lovefirst.net. Did I get that right? You did. Awesome. Anywhere else that they should go for more information or to connect with you guys? Well, I have, we have a great site. It's completely non-commercial. It's, you know, it, it's just for families and it's called get help, give help dot info. And we did that simply because families are having so much trouble. It's little tiny short podcasts that go before treatment, during treatment, after treatment, and then don't forget the children, which has the Sesame Street videos for children with an addicted parent mm. that were designed by Jerry Moe, who started the Betty Ford yeah. uh, children's program. So that's all on there. Get help, give help info. They'll do great with that. I love it. Such important information. And for anybody out there who's listening, and if you have a loved one in your family suffering from addiction, or you know a family dealing with this issue, please point them in the direction of, of these wonderful experts in these books, because it could really make a difference in their lives. We know that addiction, I, I hope I'm not misquoting, but addiction's on the rise, I feel like. You know, I feel like I see younger people, professional people. I mean, it is rampant. I think it's a consequence of the stress in our society and the disintegration of the family. So this yes. is something I'm pretty passionate about with the family healing and helping to heal every member in there. So thank you both so much for your time today. This was I, fabulous. We really enjoyed yeah. it. Thank you, you so much. Of course, you guys are doing amazing, important work, all, such great information and resources. I hope everybody out there listening got all of that. And remember, if you like this episode of Superwoman Wellness, you can rate and review it and share it with your friends. Jeff and Deborah, thank you so much. And I look forward to staying connected with both of you as well. Please, I'll see everybody next time. Yeah.